Okay, good morning, everyone. We're going to convene our Monday, February 5th T&P committee meeting. I'll ask the clerk to call the roll to establish quorum. President Miley. Supervisor Halbert. Present. Thank you very much. For members of uh, the public, we welcome you to our meetings. Your participation is appreciated. In-person participation is available to the public to protect employee and public uh, well, members of the public who wish to speak uh, in person are asked to fill out a speaker slip. Uh, members of the public who wish to participate remotely may do so over Zoom. We'll now proceed with our first item, which is a report from the Alameda County Agricultural Advisory Committee. We have a report from Mr. Carl Wente, the chair of the Alameda County Agricultural Advisory Committee. We believe this is an information item only. Is there any accompanying staff report for this? No, very good. Mr. Wente, welcome. Supervisor Miley, Supervisor Halpert, thank you to staff, Alameda County staff for what you do. Thank thee for their service. Um, I'm chairing the Ag Advisory Committee now for, I think, going on two years and continually looking to do a better job. So I'm asking you all for feedback in terms of how we can continue to move things forward. I want to thank uh, Mr. Lopez, great, great, great micro conversation we just had about, you know, just how to continue to steer the ship from the position of the chair of the Ag Advisory Committee, which I know is just an advisory committee that really doesn't hold all that much power, but fundamentally the purpose, the ECAP purpose and scope, the goals and policy in East County Area and Plan are intended to inform decision makers, the general public, public agencies, and those doing business in the county of the county's position on land related issues and to provide guidance for day-to-day -day decision making. So ECAP itself is intended to inform Measure D 2000 purposes. The purposes of this initiative are to preserve and enhance agricultural and agriculture lands and to protect the natural qualities, wildlife habitats, watersheds, and the beautiful open spaces of Alameda County. And it goes on. Um, purpose of the committee, the Ag Advisory Committee, is to act as a technical advisory panel of experts to the Board of Supervisors and other public agencies, including cities and districts, on matters involving economic enhancement of agriculture and environmental conservation on applicable agricultural lands. Our membership is to be a technical representative or professional of, uh, in their profession or field and advocates for economically and, ecolog and ecologically viable agriculture and open space in Alameda County. And we shall determine our, uh, our own work schedule as we go. So purpose, powers, and duties provide leadership and direction in formulating policies relevant to agriculture and environmental conservation and advise the Planning Commission and Board of Supervisors on applicable planning, zoning, and development proposals in agricultural areas of Alameda County, make recommendations to enhance economic viability of agriculture and to minimize undesirable environmental impacts. C, provide active participation and leadership in the development of an open space preservation plan and promote agricultural community involvement in the plan. D, undertake and direct special studies funded 
through Alameda County relating to preservation and economic enhancement of agricultural lands, protection of soils, plants, wildlife, habitats, water resources, property taxation, and determination of compatible uses, amongst other topics. E, participate periodically in the review of Alameda County's guidelines for Williamson Act. F, report to the Board of Supervisors and other bodies as appropriate on the effects of proposed local, state, and federal legislation affecting agricultural resources. G, advise and work with count, city, county, district, government, special interest groups, and individuals concerning conflicts between agriculture, urban uses, and environmental quality. H, advise, work with city, county, federal, special interest groups, individuals, and other entities, and district governments concerning open space program funding. Advise Alameda County departments on the impacts of programs affecting agriculture, and J, determine our own work schedule, procedures, budget, work product, and adopt our own rules for the administration. So it's pretty, you know, good, good list of things that we're trying to do. Fundamentally, it is about enhancing the economic viability of agriculture and preserving the open spaces, taking part in the open space resource plans. One of the things we're continuing to do is look to partner and don't reinvent the wheel and don't duplicate efforts. If you have ACRCD, uh, RCD Resource Conservation District, leveraging them and working in partnership with them for the open space and resource plans that are part of our purpose, powers, and duties, and to continue to look at ways that we can bring forward ideas, recommendations to fundamentally enhance agriculture. Now, the, the crop report, in, in God we trust, everyone else come with data, um, is the crop report shows that agriculture is not being enhanced in our region. You've seen a report from LAFCO, I think two reports from LAFCO on the South Valley Area Plan and the general the efficacy of how Measure D impacted agriculture. Seen a UC Davis report commissioned by the Tri-Valley Conservancy. And all of these show that while well, the ag's holding on by a thread, it's largely driven by the wine industry, the, the grapes, the value of grapes coming through. And it's been said that those grapes are at the end of their useful life. And so we're gonna see a cliff or falling off or vineyards are being removed. Personally, my family pulling out a couple hundred acres in Livermore. I'm seeing other people do the same. And we're looking for that economic incentive, right? The free market to drive us to want to plant grapes again. Remember, these plants envision 5,000 acres of wine grapes in the South Valley area plan. We're at 2,500 tops going down towards 2,000. And with the age of these vineyards, you're going to see them continue to drop. The second largest out there is our livestock and our grazing, certainly far and away the largest by acreage but there's really no other solid industry here besides those two. And so we're just continually looking at that data and the data just unequivocally says that it is not thriving, right? We don't have a great economic ecosystem for, the, for agriculture. And you know, things we're doing to move forward is continuing the execution of the South Valley Area Plan and the quote unquote TVC amendments, which are coming forward to get those implemented in the ordinance code and continuing to help us fund the sewer initiative, the sewer project in the South Valley area plan to allow for those mid-sized wineries and those other amenities that go along with uh, wine country. Quick story, uh, you might have heard this one before, going back about five years. My family, my name's Carl Wente, if I hadn't said that already, and my family's been in Livermore since 1883. Oldest continuously family-owned and operated winery in the state of California. Something to be proud of. We, the Wente clone of Chardonnay makes up 75% of all Chardonnay planted in the state of California. Something to be proud of. And the Wine Spectator, nice big periodical that helps to drive sales in this industry. They came out, they interviewed us, my family, me, second interview, 
third interview, they came back and said, sorry, this, we were pulled because there's no place for our editorial staff to stay in your wine country. So you're not a real wine country, can't go. So that's why the, the fight for that sewer for the resort hotel, but what a travesty. They said, it's a great place. You have great history. You're making great wine. You're a great family. It's not a real wine country because we don't have that resort. We don't have the place to stay. So that's part of the drive to continue to be the best that we can be. Back to the AAC, I believe in structure to support strategy and as such, but I also believe in focus, right? Just good, good conversation again with Mr. Lopez about don't try and do too many things fundamentally, but have set up subcommittees. One is just a membership subcommittee where trying to get the butts in seats for this committee. Next, advocacy, outreach, and partnership, so we can partner as well as we can with ACRCD, with LAFCO, with other organizations, continue to move things forward. Third, land use and ag enhancement subcommittee, then a solar policy subcommittee, an equine subcommittee, and then within that equine subcommittee, there is a TAC, a technical advisory committee, that came out of the board-adopted equine streamlining permit which I believe is 20 years ago-ish, right? I think that was 0203, So continuing trying to execute what is what was a board adopted back then. Then we have an urban agriculture and the social environmental justice subcommittee. As you're going through the general plan update, Alameda County, City of Livermore as well. We just want to stand by to fulfill our purpose, powers, and duties to be able to advise on those issues as it relates to economic enhancement of agriculture and the conservation of our beautiful natural resources. Last two is a trails subcommittee. Some can say, how does a trail subcommittee fit into the enhancement of agriculture, agritourism, the equine industry, and the connectivity of these trails to continue to drive our agritourism industry? And last is water resources and water infrastructure. As food grows where water flows, we well know, we've had a presentation from Valerie Pryor, the executive director of Zone 7, and just continuing to keep our finger on the pulse there as our vineyards don't exist without the turnouts coming off of zone seven to be able to irrigate. And there's been talk of a North Livermore intensive agricultural area, not talk, North Livermore intensive agricultural area is actually listed and delineated in ECAP, but that nothing has happened there and fundamentally nothing will happen there besides rangeland if there's not water. So water resources, water infrastructure. So those are the subcommittees as set up. But then coming back here with you, I have uh, just some, some points where would love some feedback from you and some how do we continue to move things forward. First is on the membership side of things. I believe we have, uh, we've pushed forward some, uh, changing some of our rules and regulations. I don't know the exact terminology associated with our bylaws associated with membership, how we can move forward with absenteeism and get people off that aren't showing up and the likes. So I believe there is something with you all, with County Council, with regards to amending our bylaws as it relates to our membership. I would just ask that you continue to help unge that forward. It's very clear there's lots of challenges in this world, lots of challenges in California, lots of challenges in the United States, lots of challenges in Alameda County. And sometimes I feel like we are the redheaded stepchild that lives out, lives out in uh, East County. We are part of the citizenry as well. I'll quote uh, you, Mr. Miley, on the when we first got the report from the, the what I call the Ivy report of 
you know, how we're treating our citizens and constituents, it's unconscionable and appalling, and we're continuing to make it better, but just continue to say, using our voice, that we are part of your citizenry as well in East County. So that membership, hopefully we can move that one forward. Another one, and I can talk to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Wilson, Sean Wilson, and Rural Roads. I'd formally request Mr. Halpert that we can have a Rural Roads update at uh, the next or as soon as we can schedule with the next Ag Advisory Committee because that's something that I hear all the time from our committee members and the public speakers there of the challenges with Rural Roads, the challenges with garbage dumping, the challenges with uh, the, you know, the hit they just took from this storm and the likes and that rural roads being a challenge. So if we can have an update there, that would be exceptional. And thank you very much for that. Um, another one is just the solar policy. And so we've done a lot of work on that solar policy. Um, per Mr. Lopez today, board adopted solar policy, I believe now it's been incorporating that into the ordinance code. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure where that is, but just encourage us to keep moving that forward, right? I think we have to check on an EIR for that. Well, there's been no applications coming forward and we constantly have this chicken and the egg thing. Well, there's no application, so we're not moving forward on it. Then when an application comes, some people say, no, we can't move it forward because we don't have a policy, right? Chicken and egg as it goes. So I just encourage us to not, not have that solar policy stagnate so it's clear on what it is. My family's exploring solar right now, there will be applications coming through for our property. So we have an ability to test what it looks like within the South Valley. Um, but at the same time, having that policy done and complete so we know what we can do. Remember the top of this document of the stacked constitutional government that we have, the goals and policies of ECAP, ECAP is part of the Alameda County General Plan, it's intended to inform what we can and can't do. So encourage uh, move forward and not allow that solar policy to stagnate. Um, another one, the TVC amendments and getting those through. I think you've been a great proponent of this, uh, Mr. Halpert, not to say that you haven't as well, Mr. Miley, but just continuing to move those forward. When I think you asked at one of the meetings, what do we need to get this done, right? Because I understand staffing is a challenge, understand trying to move all of this stuff forward. There's challenges there, but at the same time, like we haven't followed up and executed all the thou shalls for measure D2000. Then you have measure D2022 with sort of the more thou shalls. And I just encourage us to continue to get that done because agriculture is not working. And the purpose of measure D2000, never, me never mind measure D2022, right? It's to preserve and enhance agriculture and agricultural lands, right? To enhance the economic viability of what we have going on and getting the, those thou shells out of that is very important. So those TVC amendments will be critical for the success of wine country. And again, we go back to the wine spectator, walked away and said, no, you're not a real wine region. We're one of the oldest wine regions in California. There's 50 wineries here. We're doing a good job. But from that outside looking in, getting the heads in beds is such a key piece for the success of wine industry. Another one, and I got the first agenda and I saw that the update on the Baker Tiller report was on it. And then I had that agenda pulled and said, nope, that's not on the agenda. And so my question is why not? I think the import of that and the follow-up of what we're gonna do to continue to uh, drive forward, make it better. And the Baker Tiller report, you know, it's the ordinance code is a complex idiosyncratic document and a comprehensive review is needed. It's been 40 years. The document itself, like from, from ECAP, 
into the ordinance code, it's intended to inform the day-to-day -day business so we can get things done. The ordinance code is a complex idiosyncratic document and a comprehensive review is needed. It's been 40 years. I second that emotion. I second that need. Now, the magnitude of that, it is not small. And when there's challenges in the budget, there's challenges in our public safety. Lord knows you guys live that every day. There's challenges out there. At the same time, just continuing to, to, to not move this forward doesn't feel like the right way to go either. So I'm just imploring you to help us move it forward because out east, sometimes we feel like the, the people out west don't care about us, don't listen to us, but we are here too. We are part of your citizenry. So I just implore you to keep moving that forward. There were some other things that came out of that Baker Tiller report in terms of hiring a project manager, have performance metrics against how things would get through, making sure we're clear on what a complete application is so that it's not changing the change in midstream. Well, no, this person said this. Depends on who you go to on the department level. That doesn't feel fair or right. And it sort of changes mid through. Um, getting environmental health and uh, engineering on board, the need to train planners, uh, the team reviews, and then just how you're sharing forward the public information. So I think as uh, Mr. Lopez said earlier, there's like 151 something recommendations out of that. There's nowhere you're gonna eat that whole elephant, but please take a bite out of that elephant to help us move this forward because it is critical. I'm gonna say it one more time and then I'll move on the ordinance code is a complex idiosyncratic document and a comprehensive review is needed. It's been more than 40 years. We need this to happen so we can continue to make things work. There are a lot of points you hear, comes here, conflicts, contradictions, and the like. So I implore you there. Um, and then lastly, uh, we just wanna, looking for some help as it relates to farm worker housing. And uh, farm workers, one of the special needs in terms of housing, there was, we got into the housing element that is going through right now, uh, some farm worker housing language, as I understand, but just the looking for clarity of the state law says farm worker housing, you can do this, 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 right? And then as it comes down, our ordinance code isn't, doesn't necessarily reflect that, but there's no projects coming through. So if someone submits a proposal, okay, says there's no SDR, there's no site development review needed because it's permitted by right for the state law. Okay, then you come into Alameda County with measure D, what does that mean from a floor area ratio standpoint? Well, is it part of the ag building, the 0.025 incremental FAR? I see a head nod here, I'm not sure, but I believe some people have said, yes, it is part of that. So now within the incremental 0.025 FAR for ag worker housing. But we also say that, those, that, that ag building is non-residential. Please help with these contradictions, right? I don't know who else to do it, but for, I don't know how else to do it, but for you all, the Board of Suits, the highest level electeds here, but those contradictions are there. What do we do? So from a building envelope, from an FAR, building envelope, it's necessary for ag, it's ag related. So I'd say it doesn't need to be in that building envelope. But again, if you're saying as part of the FAR, the incremental 0.025, we had a glaring contradiction, residential, but nope, that 025 is for non-residential. Please help, please help, please help. Um, and the, the last piece, other than we, uh, we had a good offsite already looking at the goals by each of the committee, urban ag, advocacy, trail subcommittee, water resources, solar membership, land use, and equine, and just trying to make sure that we're having an appropriate set of goals of what we can get done and make sure that we are working with and advising the, the relative bodies. And so 
I thank you for your time. I'm not going to take up any more time. I guess I will take up one more time because there was there have been some people on the board, and I'm ignorant of this, some people on the committee, excuse me, that have said, should there be an exploration of having this AAC committee be a commission? Now, I believe that means more work for staff. It means a different thing. But I have people asking me that, telling me that's what they think it should be. So I'd welcome any feedback just on that subject, because I also know that incremental uh, bureaucracy i.e. even the next item on the list where I was a proponent behind the East County Municipal Advisor Committee. Each one of these adds incremental time effort for staff, but that uh, committee versus commission and would welcome any feedback on that item. With that, I will take a pause. I welcome any questions, comments, clarifications, and again, I thank you all for what you do. Thank you, Mr. Wente, for your report. Any clarified questions or comments, Supervisor Miley? I'll ask you first before I weigh in again. Okay, thanks. So yeah, quite a mouth, mouthful, <laughs> quite a lot there. I thought the, the ag body was a, a commission. So it's a committee, not a commission? Yes, sir. Hmm. Okay, that's weird. Okay, I thought it was a commission. Um, all right, so we'll have to get that resolved. And then um, I don't understand if we have a a timeline and a process associated with the sewer and with the, uh, the East County plan and everything we need to do. I mean, I've been here for been here for a little while, and I know Supervisor Haggerty struggled with that. And now we have Supervisor Halbert. Yeah, I'd like to see that accomplished. Quite frankly, um, yeah, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, so, anything I can do to support my colleague and move that agenda, I definitely want to see that happen. And then the permitting process, yeah, I don't understand why we're not um, receiving periodic updates on a movement associated with, with that, because I know I've got constituents raising that as well. Um, and then there are a number of other things that you articulated. I'm trying to think if there's anything. And yeah, the conflicts, I think that in terms of the ordinances, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take yet another another um, analysis. Um, yeah, we're in the county county council. Uh, I don't know if they have the, the staffing to do that. That might require yet another outside council to work with us on that. So yeah, it's a, quite a, quite a bit there, and I'm I'm all in. Just count me part of the part of the team. I'll, I'll take my you know, my, my lead from the, you know, David Halbert, he's the, the um, what's the guy, Purdy? He's the quarterback, Purdy, is that the guy's name? For the 49ers, yeah, he's the, he's the quarterback when it comes to these matters. Go 49ers. <laughs> Supervisor Miley, President Miley, I really appreciate uh, your comments. And in, indeed, um, on a high level, and I'm gonna ask staff some questions and I'm gonna ask them to present on the record uh, today as well. But I appreciate the, the report. Um, uh, I'm hearing a couple of things. One, a very dedicated, passionate, active group of people that are putting themselves out there to be on a committee, soon to be a commission, hopefully, um, to do good work. Uh, and the importance of that work uh, as it relates to um, the East County and our agri-tourism, our agricultural uh, roots, and um, the opportunity we have 
to preserve the wine industry, the uh, cattle industry, uh, and whatnot. Um, I'll dovetail that with a comment that if we don't have water, we're going to see a lot more solar, and that's invading our agricultural areas. It's deemed to be a, a usable, a permissible activity. We already have 400 acres, more projects on the way. We're going to have thousands of acres of solar panels on every square inch um, that is allowable if, if we don't do something to protect agriculture instead. Um, and so you can add uh, honey and eggs uh, farming underneath the solar panels that they're planning to do as an example, but um, solar panels nonetheless, um, we have a great opportunity for preserving our vines and growing more vines. So there's, a, there's a, uh, an if or, A or B, this way or that way fork in the road that we have to come up um, to grips with relating to agriculture and solar, and the citizenry out there needs to know that because we already have one project, more in the way, and um, more pressure to do so unless we get our act together as it relates to supporting uh, uh, agriculture. I also hear uh, frustration in the time it takes, um, and uh, uh, it feels like we're almost getting there, but then not quite. Almost getting there, but then not quite. Never getting finished with something. I'll address the Baker Tilly right now. I was very upset to see that delayed again. And I inquired why, and the staff just isn't ready. Um, and it will come to our next meeting. And I do have commitment that we're gonna see quarterly reports uh, on that. And to be honest with you, I think uh, we should also see these quarterly reports going to our uh, Alameda County Planning Commission, uh, as well as to our full board. And it'll come to TNP, it'll come to the Planning Commission, uh, we're going to be talking about ways that we will improve our permitting process, not just because of the effect on the ag industry, but because of, of its effect on all of uh, Alameda County. Um, uh, I'll take personal uh, ownership of and uh, responsibility for uh, the couple years that I've been here, um, what we've been able to accomplish, but what we haven't been able to accomplish. And um, I think we've made good strides, but we can always do better. We need to do better. I need to do better, and I am heartened by my colleague, uh, President Miley, uh, offering to support in that. So you have two here that are uh, certainly um, supportive and uh, interested to make making these things happen. But for staff, I have to also say, and staffing's a problem for all of us, uh, all the departments, rather. And it's been a, a, a problem for a while. Staffing comes from budgeting. We're going through our budgeting process upcoming. I'm going to ask a question of staff. How much, how much in the way of resources, FTE, time, effort is spent on East County agriculture, decisions, workload? Is it, we have a, a full body? Do we have a half a body, a quarter of a body? If you could come to the dais and present um, what we have currently on the books or support for the ag industry and the ag with the ag commission's needs committee sure thank you albert lopez plan director so we have uh, 1.5 fte more or less um, devoted to east county we do have a full-time person a senior planner that is staffed to the ag advisory committee um, and helps move their efforts forward 
as well as the senior management that supervises that that uh, senior planner. And I, I personally will probably spend about 10% of my time in East County, but not just in ag, um, and doing a variety of things like the uh, staffing the ag uh, the uh, Altima Pass Wind Resource Area, as well as fielding all the different inquiries and projects related to solar and battery storage, which there is still not as much interest as we used to have, but there is still interest out there, especially in battery storage. Um, and then just a variety of things that happen in East County related to wineries or olive oil mills or what have you. So I would say on, a, on, a, on an average day, you know, month, year, we do have about 1.5 FTE working in East County. And um, we have some projects that are taking some time, namely um, the changing of some definitions uh, in our ordinance. We've talked about this for quite some time now. Um, how much resources do we have dedicated to doing processing those? So that, that's pretty much the same staff that I referred to is the, the folks that are staffing the Ag Advisory are also helping move uh, what we refer to as the Tri-Valley uh, tri uh, amendments forward. And so uh, we just did a, a, a staffing change. And so we do um, believe that we're going to be able to make a significant amount of progress over the next couple of months in, in East County specifically working on the Tri-Valley Conservancy. Uh, the, the points that they made related to our ordinance changes, um, some of this originated with LAFCO. There's a couple processes that are happening out there between Tri-Valley Conservancy and LAFCO. And, th and those are also all sort of combining together to be able to um, allow different uses, to allow clustering um, in South Livermore so that we can have more uses and, and essentially um, uh, you know, have a, a stronger economic engine out there to uh, cover some of the things that Carl was just mentioning, for example, in planting of vineyards and such. Uh, that it does include uh, the, uh, a possible resort as well. There was some talk about the new water line, that's, sewer line that's going in in, um, in Livermore. And so all these things are sort of layered on top of each other and, you know, sort of pieces of the puzzle. Uh, but in terms of the land use part of it, um, that is something that we are, we have staffing to cover. Um, and, and we'll do that. So um, the people that we have dedicated, they don't work on anything else other than East County. They don't work on things in other parts of the county. They're 100% 40 hours a week, so we have 60 hours of workload going into all of the things that need to be done in East County. Well, all of our planners, for example, will have work, the, work the counter and, and will take calls that sometimes are unrelated to East County, but for the most part, we have... Uh, folks that are de devoted to East County in our policy group, as well as in our in our development planning group. Um, but the, devel the development planning group, they, those you know, one day you might be working on a winery, the next day it could be a housing development in Castro Valley or something. So yeah. that's a little different. But but I think that it, it, you know, at the end of the day, on average, I think that yes, there is someone that's devoted to East County. Uh, in terms of those 40 hours or 60 hours a week. What Your department is also supported by our legal team? Uh, county Council? County Council? Yes. Uh, yes, right. So somebody on County Council is also supporting the need, for example, to process definitional changes? Uh, we have, uh, I don't want to speak for Council, but we do have a variety of attorneys that we work with them on a, a number of given issues on any particular given day. Let's ask County Council, do we have 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, 40 hours a week? What do we have to um, support 
the activities that are go ongoingly. And I know that that's a variety of things. Just even putting together a, a East County Municipal Advisory Committee requires, everything requires legal support. So help, help me understand the level of that legal support. So, so Supervisor, I would have to go back and do analysis to determine um, how much time our attorneys spend on, on items related to the East County. We, we um, have several different attorneys who do different tasks related to assisting planning or your board. Um, for example, my, sitting here today, I'm providing some assistance, hopefully, uh, to, to the matter, but we have um, a, a different attorneys who cover BZA meetings that where there might be issues related to East County that come before them. We have a different attorney who covers the Planning Commission um, and other items. We also assist with drafting of ordinances, doing various research items. Um, as the tasks arise, we don't have someone who's, who does nothing but uh, who is dedicated to similar to the planning situation um, that does nothing but uh, east county matters we we handle issues as they come to us um, regardless of of whether it's uh, east county or uh, west county or any other particular matter so if, you, if uh, you'd like us to look into that we certainly can but it would be a difficult task to parse that as we approach this uh, upcoming budgeting cycle i am going to ask that additional resources be placed and if that means we first have to do an analysis of how much we have okay but whatever we have it's not enough and i am going to be asking for significant dedicated resources to be expended from any reserve account we might have any cutting of other areas that we may need to get some of the things done. So to the extent you can uh, uh, help answer the question of what we currently have would be great. I will be asking for more, no matter what the answer is. We don't have enough. It's pretty clear. But I also have to time-bound um, results. So no matter what the resource requirement is, I want it done by a date. And so I've asked that we have whatever definitions we can ch have changed not to wait until they're all done. I want one, then the next one, then the next one by a certain time frame. Um, because indeed, uh, if we have whatever amount of people we have dedicated to this uh, effort of simply clarifying definitions. And so where is the, the what's the update on that? Uh, roughly when it, will we see something, as it was explained, we can't, eat the whole elephant, but we should take a bite. When are we going to take a bite out of that? Supervisor, if, you, if you're asking about the proposal that um, I believe has been described as the Tri-Valley Conservancy proposal for amendments to the um, zoning ordinance, uh, that is on my desk. I think it came up at your last meeting, and I have expressed concerns about legal issues related to the proposal that need to be fully researched. And so that is where that sits. So we expressed our view at that time that there were certain aspects of that proposal that could move forward now. They were not specifically directly related to the legal concerns. Um, and if you want to piecemeal that, we can certainly bring it forward. But your sequel analysis um, you know, would have to be parsed as well. It would have to be separated and divided. You'd have to have to do basically two sequel elements or, um, because you know, is, is one complete or is the other. Um, that's where that sits. We have okay. other issues on our plate, um, but we will get to it as quickly as we can. Is there an uh, opportunity to outsource that to another agency, another law firm to come in and supplement us? No, sir. It, it is on my desk, and I just need to get to it. Okay. 
um, with regard to other uh, things that I heard uh, brought up uh, in the report that we just saw, <clears throat> there seems to be some issues related to bylaws and membership that were discussed. Is there a need to review membership of the Ag Committee or bylaws that the Ag Committee currently operates? Is that a legal question or a staff question? Or is that new news to everyone? Uh, that's somewhat new news to me. I, th I thought that we had just appointed a new Ag Advisory member or created a new member um, about a year ago or so, and I, didn't, I haven't heard of any other issues with their bylaws or membership or anything like that. Do our legal team know what that's about? I, I have not heard of any requests for our services related to the bylaws for the, this committee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll ask in a minute for the, Mr. Wente to come back and clarify that, but let me proceed with farm worker housing. It was mentioned that um, there's a desire for farm worker housing. It was mentioned that it's a little unclear as to how that would be an allowable use um, as uh, living within the 0.025 FAR when indeed it's also very clear that residential use is not permitted. Um, as I recall, it's even difficult to uh, host your own birthday party in an ag building, but um, <laughs> we talked about that uh, before. Um, <clears throat> Is farm worker housing all of a sudden now not a residential use because it's a commercial use, even though you have people living there? Uh, please explain. So we have a, um, we don't have a whole lot of farm worker housing in Alameda County. So unfortunately, we don't have a, a long history to sort of fall back on and to guide us. Uh, we will default to state law, whatever they permit or allow for farm worker housing. We would too. We wouldn't want to have a conflict with that. Measure D always adds a layer of complication, as you know, but um, my sense is that we do have a process for uh, farm worker housing to go through. If it's being, if it's in conflict with state law, we will remove that. It's part of a program that we have as part of our housing element implementation is to uh, analyze our current ordinance and make sure that it's in harmony with state law. Um, my sense is that state law is very giving in farm worker housing, that it should be allowed um, in an ag area to be able to serve that, that, that population. And so we don't want to, you know, get a foul of that, of that state law. So we'll do whatever we need to do to be able to, to make sure that there's, the ordinance is updated so that there's harmony between the two. It just seems to me um, a great uh, opportunity for something to occur is that somebody would process farm worker housing and then run afoul of a lawsuit because of the conflict in language that we have, even though uh, it might seem clear that state law would uh, supersede, it's not always clear, and we're just perhaps setting um, people up for having to defend us in a lawsuit if they process farm worker housing. It seems to me that we have uh, another clear need to um, define things so that people can uh, adequately confidently make investment-based decisions on um, processing farm worker projects. Uh, and we're, we're putting people in a position where they, they could get sued. But um, so add that to the list, I guess. Is that a legal, we're going to need legal support for something like that? Clarifying what, uh, where farm worker housing is, uh, how we define it, and how it relates to Measure D? 
So, Supervisor, I'm informed by email that there is an, an attorney in our office who is looking at that issue of farm worker housing. There is another attorney who's also looking at the requested changes that the advisory committee has made for their bylaws. Very good. Thank you. I'll probably ask for a legal defense fund uh, supported by the county if case they get sued uh, for that, because it shouldn't be on members of the public to uh, fight a lawsuit like that. I'm disappointed that we're even in the situation we are with that regard. Um, Mr. Wente, you mentioned membership and bylaws. Uh, have that been addressed, or can you clarify? Because I'm hearing that maybe our staff isn't quite sure. Maybe I made a mistake in interpreting what you mentioned earlier in your report about um, need to update our bylaws or membership. Uh, if, oh. um, Supervisor, uh, if I may, uh, Sandy Rivera, Community Development Agency Director. Uh, with regard to Ag Advisory Committee, that is formulated through a Measure D, and so the, the membership uh, is, is noted uh, through that process. And so as changes are needed, uh, I, we'd have to confer with what would be acceptable uh, outside of um, uh, any Measure D regulation. Okay. So I'll look for a legal answer to that. Is that what we're searching with our legal team? Supervisor, so, I, I cannot sp speak directly to the issue. I'm not supervising the division that provides primarily the services um, okay. for, for the planning folks. I, I am informed that someone is working on both those issues. Um, hopefully, they'll be able to provide us with some information on uh, these items and the status. Separately, we have the ability to create an ag commission of our own. If we have an ag commission for the county that sits alongside an ag committee required by Measure D, but tied up in the intricacies of Measure D. I hate to add more work, but if it needs to be the level of a commission, um, uh, or if we are able to do that within the way we constitute our Ag Committee, um, then so be it. I, I don't know how to resolve that, but if a commission is needed and we have to create a separate one, then I guess we'll have to look at that. Um, but uh, I guess we're looking at that. Very frustrating. and takes a lot. I guess to my, uh, I'd like Mr. Wendy to come. With regard to the effectiveness of the committee, and you mentioned feeling like sort of the uh, younger brother out there in East County and not really connected. Um, if you could add to that by helping us understand how can we make it better for you and your members to feel connected to the county um, and, and the, the working relationship that you have with us and, and driving you to that feeling of, of either not being supported or not being connected or not being listened to. Um, is, is it, we've talked about level of staffing and I've talked about my uh, desire to add to that resources to this effort. Is it just that, or are there other things that we need to do better so that you and your committee um, truly feel valued? Because we do value. I want to express that uh, extreme appreciation and value. What can we do better? Um, I think it's just helping to keep all of these moving forward, right? When I took over as chairman, chairperson, I interviewed everyone one-on-one, -on -one, and there was a lot of feeling of, like, I'm not sure I want to continue to serve. It feels like we do work, and then it doesn't go anywhere. 
right? And then so it's just having it move forward. And you go back to the equine CUP, board adopted in the early 2000s, that thou shall, thou shall, thou shall. Like what else do we need within this constitutional democratic republic but for the governing legislative branch to say, yeah, like, so you vote on it and then that stuff to get done. And that takes the head nods and the thumb down on it because we just get forgotten about. Now, some level I understand because of the magnitude of problems that we're all facing in, uh, in, but at the same time, just keeping things moving forward. And then Mr. Miley, like when we're talking about the, the complex idiosyncratic document and like why we're not getting updates, you said, well, I don't understand why we're not getting updates. Imagine how we feel, right? Where you have a lot more power in this than we. So it's that updates of where things are, right? Equine, the, the solar policy. And as it relates to membership, and there seems to be some confusion, and I'm not as prepared to answer that one directly, but item J, 2.122.030, purpose, powers, and duties of the AAC, determine the committee's work schedules, procedures, budget, and work projects. I think we had put forward a change in some of the procedures associated with committee members. Now, I'll follow up on that directly and get in front of you so we know exactly what I'm talking about on that item. And that one, according to... Karen Sweet, who's in charge, who is the head of the membership committee, said, and Rob Benetton, who's been our point of contact previously, Liz McGillicott, of this is in front of now. They said what they, they either said in CDA or county council that, that we've moved that forward and it just stagnates. And so all we ask is for, for not having things stagnate right? A vote up or down. County council rules, this is no, like, fine, we can take that, but having things stagnate and not moving it forward is what really makes people feel undervalued, not appreciated, and the likes, right? I just want the system to work. Get the vote, get a response, get a ruling, as opposed to crickets. And okay. uh, that's what we're looking for. So um, moving forward, uh, I'm going to offer and ask that um, for every ag committee meeting, you meet monthly? Yes, sir. For every ag committee meeting that is uh, uh, that occurs, um, I or my staff, I would like to be involved in um, uh, side by side and hand in hand with you and your team as you work to develop the agenda, the items on that agenda with the planning department. That we have a meeting before the ag committee meeting to make sure that that uh, what's on the agenda is what is expected to be on the agenda, and that we have a meeting after the ag committee meeting to review the progress made in that meeting. So my staff will be not only attending those meetings, but working with you and the planning team to create those meetings structurally and to review the actions taken in those meetings, that progress is made and that um, uh, items are brought to finality in getting things done. Thank so you. So I'm going to look for a head nod from my planning department that that's agreeable and that um, you know, if that shouldn't be too burdensome other than a 30-minute call before the ag meeting, prep for it, so that we have those items agendized, uh, staff reports uh, forthcoming, uh, uh, smoothly run meeting, and then a report afterwards, what we heard said and done, and that it's actually being adopted, at least for the foreseeable future of my staff will be uh, there. So, Thank you. Um, I don't know, there doesn't seem to be any other questions or comments other than thank you for your report we hear you we value you and this is important to us thank so you we will be making progress and also to my staff 
we have incredible people. And I can't tell you, I tell the legal team all the time and the planning team, I don't know how they do sometimes the job that they do. The amount of detailed technical knowledge that they have to have is mind-boggling. Yeah. And so um, I do suspect it's a matter of resources and uh, a budget, um, but that's not an excuse. We have thank you. There. So thank uh, all of you for what you do. Again, I don't know how you do it. Thank you. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll move on to the next item, which is uh, uh, public comment on item number one. No members in the public here. Anybody online? Okay, let's bring them up. All right, Ms. Kelly, uh, um, the uh, making this more like a Mac uh, would uh, end up having their the Macs have had their hands tied, um, and uh, making this a committee versus a commission would again get this bogged down in staff inaction, red tape, political barriers, just like the Macs. The Agricultural Commission uh, Advisory Commission has been very active, very dynamic, and that's because uh you know the way of of their leadership and and of their staff but their bylaws do need to be revised as you just heard from the chair to weed out the chaff and clear out the underbrush of inactive members that's the problem it's uh, making uh, put making them more like a mac would just bog them down um we've got more staff and more county uh, council working on agricultural issues east county issues than working on watercourse protection to, to find and define our streams, which has been bogged down for a year or two. How about uh, building missing sidewalks in Castor Valley, Fairview, and Eden? Um, we, there's no resources for that. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, talking about the solar, uh, there's this exaggerated fear of the solar bogeyman that's going to cover the East County landscape. Um, we do have vast, vast fields of wind turbines at the Scott Haggerty Wind Farm, but hardly any solar fields that I can see, and and no, and they're because they're not out there. And right now, this uh, Mr. Lopez is saying that solar projects can be uh, approved on a case by case basis without drafting any solar plan. So there's nothing stopping the solar projects case by case. Um, this Baker Tilly report just appeared out of nowhere. Uh, it seems like cost a lot of you know your board committed to producing a code of ethics in 2015. Your county doesn't have a whistleblower process. It doesn't have a lobbyist policy. And there's no leadership. There's no dynamic supervisor pushing and driving this issue since 2015 when your board committed to uh, create that code of ethics. Um, so the, uh, the, you know, we've got a, a, a unpermitted industrial and landfill projects that threaten to cover every square inch of rural East County um, under the, the cover of agriculture the cloak of agriculture thank you very good we'll proceed by item two which is a status and timeline for the east county municipal advisory council Do we have any status report I'm looking at the planning department and our legal team. Where are we with creating the East County MAC? Are we waiting on something? Yeah, I'll be glad to speak to the issue. Um, we have, at your request, drafted um, 
an ordinance that would do a number of things. The, your, your request was to create a new East County Municipal Advisory uh, Council. Um, in looking at that request, um, we concluded that there were issues with the existing formation documents for the other Municipal Advisory Councils. Um, by that, I mean that they did not comply with the requirements of uh, Section 12-E of the Charter, which requires uh, boards, committees, uh, commissions to be created by ordinance. And at least two of the prior MACs were created by resolution, and so they did not meet the criteria of the Charter. And so we have been working not only to create a new East County MAC, uh, but to uh, fix the formation documents for the other MACs. Um, there was also an issue identified related to the Castro MAC and, and a one of the resolutions that uh, endeavored to ch change the boundaries of that body um, that was ineffectual in that, that the board letter expressed one intent, but the associated resolution, which wasn't really a resolution, it never came through our office, wasn't vetted, um, had, a, had a description that was different. And so we have been working on a comprehensive ordinance that would codify um, the all four of the existing MACs, um, would create some uniformity in their um, processes and, and regulations that how they function, um, and more importantly, would refresh and update uh, the maps that establish their boundaries. Um, and so that is almost complete. There is one issue that we want to vet and, and to confirm, and that is um, an overlay to determine that we have the appropriate supervisorial district related to the appointment of the members for the various MACs with the changes of the supervisorial districts um, in the most recent redistricting. So we're, once we conclude that mapping process and, and we have those maps, um, we just need to validate the boundaries and, and the proposed boundaries uh, to make those fixes. So it wasn't as simple as simply adding a new uh, MAC by, by copying how we added the last MAC. It actually um, required us to look more deeply into how we're doing uh, our MACs in, in general. I'm, so, I'm not sure if I heard that last comment, but um, I mean, it could have been very simple. We could have just uh, put on blinders and ignored the issues that, that existed and just created a, a new MAC for East County. Um, but then there was also, as part of that process, a desire for a territorial area called Little Valley that is currently in the Sonole area to be removed from Sonole and moved into the, the new East County MAC. And so that, as that started to domino and you look at the process, it's like, let's fix this, let's clean it up and make it right across the board going forward. Yeah. So I have a draft ordinance, roughly eight, nine, ten pages. Um, there are some slight changes to a couple of the MACs that are being proposed, again, to establish uniformity. Um, but we have that ordinance, and it should be available fairly soon. Um, I guess our question for you is, is um, what, what roadshow, what process would you like to see as we go forward with it, the document? Yeah, thank you. So I, I certainly think that any um, changes that have been made uh, geographically or um, within the um, documents that govern the in creation of a, of a MAC. You mentioned ordinance versus a resolution. Uh, anything affecting any of the MACs 
and they need to be made aware of. And so uh, obviously we'll have to have a discussion with, with each of them. Um, and that would be the extent of the roadshow, I believe. With regard to geographic um, boundary changes, if we're talking about moving from one to a new, a, a different, then both the governing council or committee or uh, um, uh, whatever that, that, that the geography would be leaving should be informed and whatever new MAC they would be under should be informed. So whenever we go to that update on that roadshow, that body should be advised and uh, sought their uh, thoughts and opinions on it, uh, their advice on it. That's what we use them for. So I think that's the extent of it, though. To the extent we're exchanging their bylaws, that's my, my feeling on it. If we're changing their bylaws or we're changing the way they were created from uh, resolution to ordinance or whatever, they need to be uh, updated. And to the extent that their geographic lines change, that we seek their advice. That would be my thought. I, 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 th I know, however, my colleague has much more experience with all of this and ask him to give his thoughts. Yeah, I would just think anything that's affecting the Castro Valley MAC, the Fairview MAC, Eatonary MAC, go to the Unincorporated Services Committee so that we can kind of get a sense of that. Anything affecting Castro Valley, Eden, and um, Fairview. And then I think if there's anything relative to Sonol and the development in East County, um, it might just need to come directly here. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I don't know if county council is looking at, because I know when we put together the, the other MACs, we looked at the budget associated with the MACs. We looked at um, the staffing of the MACs. So I don't know if there's anything within your analysis that you're doing relative to that, but I think if we're looking at all, all four existing MACs and the fifth MAC, I think this committee, ultimately when all this comes forward, stuff from the unincorporated committee, as, as well as anything relative to Sonoma and, Castro, Sonoma and um, East County, we might need to look at both the, the staffing and the resources, because quite frankly, you know, my and who has the role for staffing, because my office staffs Fairview and the Eden Mac and even the Castro Valley Mac and planning helps with um, with it to a degree as well. And I and, and if and if if my office has to continue to do that or Supervisor Howard's office is going to do, let's say, Sonol in East County, I mean, there should be um, a recognition of that in the budget. You know I mean, because it's a lot of work. Uh, our budget and also staff's budget for doing that uh, and that we're in the middle of our budgeting process for next year we should make sure that whatever uh, roadshow we do uh, that it dovetails with our budgeting process and that we're budgeting effectively I don't want to finish next year's budget and then see that we need more resources it should be the other way around whatever work we have to do should be informing next year's budget I think so and, and let me not forget the clerk, too, because all five of those, I think the, the clerk staffs and all. I think the clerk does and all, too. Yeah, so that'd be five max. So we just need to make sure there's sufficient budget associated with them, with those five, um, the, um, the staffing of those five. And um, 
uh, who's responsible. And if it's, you know, coming out of our offices, once again, maybe the board might be open to a recognition that there needs to be a resources associated with that responsibility that augments our present resources. Very good. Appreciate that. Is there any other comments on staff? I'll just, from my perspective, want to thank staff for getting us this far, but also say that um, I'm committed to providing a voice at the table for the residents of East County um, on par with other uh, uh, advisory councils that we have in uh, Castor Valley, Fairview, Sonol, and, and uh, others. I note that uh, not having that voice at the table, an official voice at the table that um, we've had community members have to weigh in on their, on their own. Um, and that's sometimes difficult for them to do uh, coming to other meetings uh, in other parts of the county. And um, now they'll have a voice uh, of their own um, uh, on par with what other counties do. So I'm committed to making that happen. Uh, with that, uh, I think we've finished item two. We'll ask for public comment on item two. Kelly, you're on the line. Yeah, I just heard a very legalistic, very superficial analysis of the uh, issue of MAC formation and boundaries from the, the county council, and that's naturally what you'd get. But, you, you know, there's no political insight. There's no real policy or or um, community understanding uh, in a county council office. Um, you know, the last time that uh, a MAC was added, that was the Eden MAC, I heard years years of, of discussion about what is Eden, who is Eden, what are the needs of Eden, um, and, and how Eden is, is under, underrepresented, and what are their demographic characteristics, and so forth. Um, this demographic understanding and political justification for creating this uh, East County doesn't exist, because you've got lawyers talking about it who don't think in terms of, uh, you know, demographics politics and political representation and political needs. So carving out the Happy Valley piece of Sinol, that opens up a whole can of worms. Um, how about carving out Castlewood and uh, throwing that over towards Pleasanton or whatever? You know, if we're going to do, be doing carve outs, why not carve out the Palomares Canyon and give it to Sinol to balance out the their, their being stripping them of Happy Valley? Um, what about the Eden Canyon, Crow Canyon? Aren't those demographically and geographically, aren't they more East County? They're not really urban Castor Valley, because if you look at the map of urban Castor Valley, that's a small thing. And that's what the Castor Valley map represents. So how about if we take all those, um, you know, rural things that uh, and give and give them to the East County Mac. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, of uh, uh, inaction, of, um, you know, superficiality of, uh, you know, uh, uh, lack of understanding um, on these Mac Macs and Mac boundaries especially when it comes to the Eden Mac. It's, and um, and this, this needs to be uh, resolved. We need a lot more like uh, participation from the Community Development Agency. Thank you. Three, uh, response from Supervisor Pre President Miley. Uh, yeah, I, were there other speakers before I say something? Okay, yeah, well, first of all, it's my understanding of the Castro Valley Mac, it's, um, it aligns with the Castro Valley General Plan. That's my understanding. And the EDMAC aligns with the Eden Area General Plan. 
and the Fairview Mac aligns with uh, you know Fairview specific plan. That's my understanding. I mean, there's no quibbling about that. I don't think. And if the in, if the legislation or the ordinances or the resolutions are in conflict, then you just need to adjust that. So, Supervisor, that that is precisely the the um, technical issue that we are trying to fix for the Castro Valley Mac, and it relates to a a 2010 resolution that was adopted um, to at that time move the boundaries of the Castro Valley Mac from the um, associated with the Cal the Castro Valley Fire Protection District and to expand it to the Castro Valley area plan. And while well, that was the stated intent of the board letter that was brought forward by yourself, um, the attached resolution um, did not actually make a change to the boundaries whatsoever. It, it only modified certain membership associated with the, um, uh, the district itself. And so we are at this stage merely going forward to implement the intent of that 2010 effort. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of this stuff is um, administrative, um, performa. I mean, I don't think it's any of the stuff I'm hearing from County Council is controversial, but I do agree that uh, Supervisor Halbert bringing this to the respective board committees, unincorporated uh, services, and this committee will at least shed some transparency around what county council has discovered and what needs to be done. So if there is any uh, controversy associated with it, it can be addressed. But, you know, I'm, I'm not even, uh, it, you know, depending on what, what you, what's brought forth, I think we could decide at that point whether or not it needs to be referred back to any of, any of the MACs for a further roadshow, because it might be just a mere, um, you know, formality and administrative that needs to be corrected based on what they've discovered. Um, let me think here. Uh, it's, it's just unfortunate that some of this wasn't done. And I really, I, I think Supervisor Halbert pointed this out, you know, staff's got a lot on their plate. You, you know, you're carrying a, a heavy load and um, you're understaffed, uh, a lot of challenges. And um, to kind of, um, surface this is yet another another thing that needs to take place uh, along with all the existing workload and, and things that both the board's requesting as well as the public's are requesting. So um, I look forward to our ability maybe to ascertain what additional resources are needed and then seeing where we can uh, provide those additional resources. Uh, and that would include maybe increasing the, the maintenance of effort, uh, the MOE, budget so that this is built in in the in the future yeah if i'm hearing okay, maybe i should um, rethink earlier if we are at making it administrative if we can call it an administrative change that we're redocumenting the geographic boundary of for example the castro valley mac to uh, because it wasn't done properly in the resolution or if we're fixing administratively um, the creation of the Castro Valley Mac by virtue of an ordinance as opposed to a resolution. Maybe those things don't need to go back to the Macs. I, I think I'm hearing my um, wiser and elder colleague say that we might not burden them with that, and I would agree. So I'll let staff think of the most efficient an effective and fair way to proceed. 
not wanting to overburden ourselves or our Macs with anything that, that we don't feel is really needed, but to get it done expeditiously. And, and I would take that counsel if, they, if it's an administrative and we can call it that, then so be it. If it's moving from one district to, I think, Happy Valley or whatever, yeah, if we're moving from what, if we're taking away a geographic area from one MAC to another or something like that that we think may require advice, then uh, I'm more inclined to, to ask for it. But if we could proceed expeditiously with what we think makes sense, I'm fine with that too. Supervisor, so that, that um, to some extent, that is not a, a decision that our office would make regarding whether or not it is fair or equitable for these ordinances. Are they required to legally go to the max? No. Um, should they go to the max? Do they provide advice and, and, and um, guidance to you on issues that affect their districts? Yes. Um, and so, you know, that, that's not a call that we make, but I, I suspect the members of the max would appreciate seeing these ordinances in detail to ensure in their own minds what changes are being made to their districts. Um, that being said, the, the draft, it, as we have put this together, has, um, has made some minor tweaks to some of the language because we're seeking uniformity and consistency in the operation across the board and all the MACs to some extent to help staff as they, as they provide advice to them and that they don't have to look at the documents that are particular to each district to say, what's the voting requirements? What's a quorum requirement so that there's, it, it is all in one place and, and all to be found in, in one regard. Um, the only boundary changes proposed and, and that will be reflected by the maps are, one, the correction to the 2010 uh, in, intent to, to fix the, expand the broader boundaries for Castro Valley MAC, and two, the change to Sunol to remove the Little Valley area from it and, and to shift that into the new proposed East County. Um, the, the mapping and, um, effort at this stage, again, is to confirm that we have the appropriate supervisor appointing members to each of those MACs based on the changes in the supervisor's districts, not in the, in the districts of the MACs themselves. Um, I, I, I think uh, the ordinance, once we make that final conclusion, the ordinance would be ready to go public. Uh, we could certainly easily bring it back to this body for a more fulsome presentation and discussion about the details or we can start the roadshow if you'd prefer. Um, either, come here. either, of course, is at your discretion. Yeah, let's have it come here, but we'll invite them to participate if they want. They can see the staff report for this meeting. They can come and weigh in at this meeting. They can mm, make any comments that they need while we see it here. Is that acceptable to you, Supervisor Miley? President Miley? I would also provide appropriate services. Oh. That way you and I and we can provide appropriate services. Okay. Two committee meetings and unincorporated services, because indeed this affects unincorporated services, and then back to TMP at our level and invite the MACs to participate um, as needed. Would that be fair? Okay. Fair? Again, that's a discretionary decision and not a legal one. Very good. Oh, do we have any members of the public wishing to make public comment on items within our discretion 
in purview, but not on today's agenda. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Kelly. Um, since I'm on a roll, and since uh, we, we uh, since I uh, did mention we haven't been talking about the essential spirit and uh, nature and uh, and 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 uh, demographic uh, characteristics of these various MAC areas, I thought I'd uh, uh, dive in since there's a huge vacuum here. No one's no one's talking about this stuff. Um, let's start with the Castro Valley Mac. That that is should be uh, you know more or less a, an urban suburb. Uh, how about the Eden? Well, that's uh, you know a, uh, a, a also an urban suburb, but very but very let's say disadvantaged. And then you've got the Castro Valley Canyonlands that we like to think of them as something as more agricultural, more rural. That essentially has an East County Mac flavor to it, doesn't it? And then you have Sonol. Sonol has a special historic character, but also has a a, a demographic uh, character, which is uh, they they have a, a lot of uh, high density uh, residential uh, strung along um, you know uh, canyons and roads and ravines, uh, kind of like the Little Valley, Happy Valley, Castlewood, and Kilcare Canyon, and uh, and uh, Wells Creek Road, and all this all this stuff. And so uh, they worry a lot about uh, sewage. They're sewage, uh, su uh, septic experts out there. And, uh, you know, given all this, the, these boundaries, just uh, throwing them together and uh, the, 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 uh, the most uh, egregious error, uh, demographic error in, in all this talk about an East County Mac is uh, how it, it, it creates a mongrel, a schizophrenic area in Castro Valley where you get this mongrelized schizophrenic uh, a, a divided uh, thing between a uh, rural agricultural uh, field and an urban uh, suburban field. So um, all these issues should be discussed by uh, discussed. Uh, and as soon as you start playing with boundaries, that's the issues that that should be considered. Thanks. Thank you very much. With that, um, at eleven o'clock, we are adjourned.